You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. My name is Jamin. If I haven't met you, nice to meet you. We are going through a series that's kind of about inner healing right now. So in our first week, what we talked about was escaping me at this very moment. And it was a good time. We had a great time. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> that, this has never happened before, where I forgot something in my message, but someone in the congregation remembered makes me think maybe it's stuck. All right. Yeah. So our first week we talk about cleaning sacred spaces. And in this particular case, we talk about physical locations. So we went through 1208. We prayed over it. We cleaned out the building, right? Uh, I know that sounds a little weird, but uh, throughout the Bible, you do find geographical locations syncing up with spiritual locations. So you more or less, you, you take some time and try to discern the presence that's around you. Because we, of course, here on this corner at 1208 Greenwood, right here in Jackson, want to be a beacon of light amidst the darkness around us. So that was our first week. And then the next week, we talked about creating a sacred space in our minds. I know that sounds weird. This whole series is weird, I guess. Uh, But we more or less tried to, uh, I kind of took you through a little bit of a journey of what it's like to try to craft out a place to meet with God in your mind. I believe that this is often what the prophets were talking about in the Bible when they talked about visions. Visions come in different forms. Yes, there are open visions where you can literally see something in front of you. Elijah Elijah did that, uh, among some other prophets did that. There's visions in the Bible where some prophets are almost like taken out of body and see something. But then I think they also practice the visions of using their mind to meet with God, creating a space to daydream with him, if you will. Um, and so I, I gave you the space to do that. And that was great. We saw, I saw some of you in tears by the end of it. It seemed like God had really met you in that place. So that's, that's beautiful. Uh, that's been one of the ways in which I've often tried to pursue God in my spiritual life is creating the space to, to dream with him. And then last week we talked about forgiveness. Because when we're cleaning out sacred space, in this case the sacred space of our bodies, we need to learn to forgive people. Because one of the things that creates Uh, difficulty in our lives is unforgiveness. Jesus talks about how if you let the sun go down in your anger, you give Satan a foothold. If you're ever in deliverance ministry trying to cast out demons, one of the things that you're always going to find yourself doing is working through unforgiveness in people's lives because those, in a sense, become a legal right for the thing to hang on there. Uh, Among many other things, but that's one that anyone in deliverance ministry always has to go through. What is not forgiven Let's forgive that so that we can move on. We talked about how that's like more or less releasing someone of the debt that they owe you. But that's a release on you as well. As I shared, I remember one time, uh, I already shared this last week, so I won't go into great details. But I was sitting at the table, I was very bitter at someone, and I just spoke out loud, God, I forgive them. And literally felt a weight fall off my back. Like I could stand taller, sit straighter. Clearly, I was carrying something around in a spiritual, physical meeting place. Um, so forgiving other people, that's important. But today we talk about forgiving yourself, which I happen to be a master at not doing. You're welcome. Um, 
When it comes to forgiveness, the hardest thing for me is forgiving myself. I read all throughout the Bible where Jesus is like, forgive those who hurt you. Forgive those who hurt you. Forgive those who hurt you. Do it as quickly as possible. Don't wait. Don't waste time. Just forgive them. It's like, okay, I forgive everybody. Except me, Jesus. Not me. Instead, for me, I process a whole different selection of Bible verses. The ones that are the prophets saying, if you don't do justice, God will come for you. (laughs) The ones that are some of us, when we get to the throne, God will look and divide us out. Mm, You didn't do this, 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 and this. You did work in the power of the Holy Spirit, but you didn't do these things. So sorry, you're not in. I am that kind of person that's always like, I'm that one. I'm that guy. Yeah, me and Janice, we're there, we're there. I'm always that guy. I can't, I can't let myself off the hook for things. So much so to the point that I annoy people with my forgiveness. You could probably ask my wife about this. How many times have I gone to my wife and been like, hey, I know I apologized for this like five years ago and also last night, but I got to do it again. I'm really sorry. And then it just becomes like, stop bringing it up. We let it go. There are people throughout my life that I have hurt deeply, that I have sent long emails to saying, I am so sorry, I now recognize the sin that I committed against you. Please forgive me. And in a surprising moment, they did. And then two years later, hey, it just came to my mind again what I did to you. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm that kind of person. I can't let it go. I'm that kind of person who starts to hate myself. And that's always been hard. When I was a kid, I could never sleep. Because I would stay up all night thinking about everything that I ever did wrong. I'd have to numb myself with TV or music or something just to turn my brain off enough to not keep shaming myself. Jamin, I can't believe all the things you do wrong. You're always doing everything wrong. Why do you do everything wrong? Today you did this, 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 and this. Today, maybe you didn't do anything bad in your outer life, but your inner life, you did this, 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 and this. The thoughts that you thought were this, 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 and this. Jamin, I can't believe that you thought those things. can't believe you did those things. And all of that would grow up and fester in me into a place of shame. And it would get in the way that I would read the Bible. Like I said, like I would hang on to those passages that I could frame myself in. Like, yeah, I'm that guy who wants to do it right but keeps doing it wrong. I'm that guy that you could classify sometimes as, as not the sheep but, but, you know, being separated out with the wolves on the other side. Like, I'm that guy. Sorry, the goats. I'm that guy. And we're probably all that guy. At least if you get to the point of like where you're at with me, always shaming yourself. I got to the point that I was always confessing everything to incredible degrees. Like, oh, I just, I don't want to be a bad person. Jody, I'm so sorry. I had a thought go through my mind. I had this, I had this, and I didn't, you know, and the, then things would happen throughout my life that would mess me up even more and make me feel like, oh, I'm just not honest enough of a person, which no one has ever told me, uh, <laughs> because apparently I'm too honest of a person. It took me a long time to learn God gave you a skull for a reason. You ever see the movie Chaos Walking? It was a recent movie, uh, but they're on another planet, and you can hear all the men's thoughts everywhere they go. <laughs> and as you watch this this science fiction, you're like, yeah, that, you shouldn't hear everybody's thoughts. 
And maybe everyone shouldn't confess every single last thought that they have because it creates chaos walking everywhere you go. Now, if you have a problem with holding your thoughts back and not confessing, don't listen to me right now. Start confessing. But if you have a problem like me where you confess too much, then you need to learn to like that there's a root of shame in your life that's messing you up. And God would have to pierce through me over and over again. Jamin, I love you. Jamin, I love you. Jamin, I love you. To which I would say, I know that you love me and I will give that to other people. (laughs) It's hard to receive that for myself. I remember when that song, How He Loves, came out. I didn't plan on playing that tonight. But when that song came out, it was like instantly my favorite worship song ever. The lyrics were just so deep. And at first I was judgy about it. All worship leaders are judgy about everything. And I was like, "Mm, this song's about me, not about God. You know, like I'm worshiping myself. Yeah, he loves me. He loves me, you know. But the more and more I paid attention to the lyrics, the more and more I realized, like, I've never heard a song glorify the love of God so immensely like this one. He loves me. He loves me. And I realized, like, that was exploding in me in a return of love to him. And it's still my favorite worship song. Um, But he'd have to start kind of cramming that down my throat for me to get it. And I still wouldn't get it. I remember the first dream I had that I felt was maybe like God trying to speak to me. I was reading a book about God speaking in dreams at the time. And I went to bed one night and I said, this is cool, God. I'm really glad that you talked to this guy in dreams, apparently for 200 pages here. That's never happened to me. That'd be cool. Okay, good night. (laughs) I went to bed and I woke up the next morning from a weird dream. Just sounds like you had too much ice cream the night before. I was like, huh, that was weird. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold up. I, I prayed last night. It'd be nice to have a dream. And so I wrote it down. I started processing through it. And I realized that within this dream, I was, and I've shared this before, so I'll be expedient here, but I was uh, seeing this spider walking around the room, and uh, I was staring in a mirror, and the spider's crawling up. And I should be looking at myself. That's what a mirror is for, right? But I'm just staring right at the spider. I don't even see myself. This tiny little thing crawling around, but not me. And I want to kill it because, you know, spiders be scary and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to touch it. That's scary. I'm not going to get close to that. So I just let it live. But then now it's in my house. And I'm like, well, now it's around me anywhere, anytime. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to bed and it'll crawl in my mouth, according to all those Google articles I read. Uh, and so now I'm like freaked out, right? Uh, then I see it crawling across the floor. I was like, ah, I see it. So I, I threw a, a, like a bowl over it that was kind of invisible. You can see through it. And as soon as I threw the bowl over it, three candles pop up, ignited into flame, and burned the thing to pieces. And then I woke up. I was like, too much ice cream, right? Like, what on earth is, is that about? But then as I mapped it out, I was like, oh, this is me. I, how many times have I literally stared in a mirror and ripped myself to pieces? Jamin, you're not good enough. Jamin, you'll never do right. Jamin, you can't get over all your problems you just crap, man. Come on, get it together. What's wrong with you? Are you ever going to be better than this? How many times have I stared in a mirror, didn't see myself, but focused on the ugly spider? How many times have I been afraid that my sin is in the room with me, that it will overtake me at any moment? Yes. How many times have I then captured the thing, and three candles, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit appear and just... <laughs> takes our sins when we confess them when we give them to him he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west god is gracious 
compassionate, kind, and will forgive us for all things. And I realized in that moment, like, God forgives me. And I need to forgive myself. I realized that in that moment. And that was like 14 years ago. I still haven't learned the lesson. (laughs) God has had to communicate to me over and over and over and over again to forgive myself. And one of the ways in which he really broke through in this for me in recent times, to a degree in which it's never been broken through in me before, was by drawing attention uh, to other people who had the same problem as me. I would be working with people, and as I'd work with them, I'd come across this immense amount of shame in them, where the Bible verses that I would share with them just couldn't even get in their ears. You know God loves you, right? Well, yeah, of course. I'm such a bad person. I'm such a, you know. No, no, no. I'm, God lo- I'm reading the scriptures to you. It's going in one year and out the next, you know? Like, why won't you receive this? Because this is something I'm good at. I might be horrible at receiving love and forgiveness from myself, but I am very good, I think, I guess you can tell me. I'm very good, I think, at giving love and forgiveness away. No, you're not, Jamin. (laughs) Thank you, Janice. It's great to have you here. (laughs) I'm usually pretty good at giving it away. I'm just not good at receiving it for myself. And as I tried to give it away to someone just like me, who couldn't receive it for themselves, I'm like, whoa, this is like looking in a mirror. And it can even become like difficult. Like, come on, you just, you need to know God loves you. Not everyone around you. He loves you. He cares for you. Put your shame away. Get, get rid of it. And finally, finally, that broke something in me. It's like, wow, I really got to let this go. I remember just kind of praying through a a book at the time uh, that was, it was full of prayers for deliverance type things to pray to have, you know, demons removed or whatnot. I'm reading through this and learning about this. And it wasn't like a crazy moment, probably doesn't even sound that crazy to you, but I remember there was a prayer in there and I had already prayed through plenty of this stuff in my life, but there was one in there that was just like um, repenting of sin in you, turning it over to God and then letting it go type thing. And I'm like, I, I'm working through this stuff to learn how to help others. But you know what? I'm going to pray this over myself. And so I just start praying it. And in that moment, I just suddenly in my mind somehow, I realize like, Jamin, you have a root of religion in your life. In the sense that part of the reason you can never forgive yourself is because you have this religious, you're never good enough type thing. And I do understand that, like, we have standards as Christians to live up to. I think the church too often emphasizes grace and misses a lot of the gospel that's about living out that grace. As we just preached through all of Romans, I think I made that pretty clear, right? Uh, whether you agreed with it or not, uh, Romans is full of all grace and also live the right way or you actually could be in danger type stuff. Um, But like my mind with this religious thinking always goes to the live the right way or you're in danger. Jamin, you don't want to go to hell. Come on. Does God love you? And so I'd have that internal struggle all the time. And as I prayed through this prayer, I just felt sparkles. I never know what what word to use. It was just like hair rising tingles, right? All across my body. I started like 
moving upwards. And I just continue to pray. And I continue to say, God, if there's anything in me that I brought about through a spirit of religion and through shame and through all these things, would you take it away right now? And it just kept rising and rising until suddenly it felt like it lifted, lifted off my head. Now, I don't have like a tangible, crazy experience for you other than Jamin had some tinglys. But like, <laughs> I've had fruit since that day. Things I could never conquer for like 15, 20 years before that moment, suddenly conquered. The religious part of my brain that always wants to condemn myself, not really a problem. As though there's this compulsion that I carried for so long to religiously tear myself apart and hate me, to look in the mirror and speak curses over myself instead of blessing. Do you... Understand that God loves you. The answer for probably everyone in this room is a theological yes. I'm talking to your heart. Does your heart understand that God loves you? Not just your mind. Because those connections need to be made between the two or you won't be able to receive that. And if you can't receive that, then you won't be able to break through to give God the space to bring about the fullness of the resurrection life within this age as we move to the age to come where it's so overtaking us that looking in a mirror is like looking at Jesus himself. For so long it felt like, well, I just can't wait to have that day when all these problems are gone, but some of those problems can go away right now. You just need to be able to give that over to God. Again, forgiveness... Forgiveness is about debt. We talked about this last week, right? If uh, the government decides to forgive your student loan, it's not that you didn't owe them money. By all means, you owe them money. They gave it to you with the expectation of getting it back with interest. But when they forgave you your debt, suddenly that money that you did owe is no longer owed. Now, we carry the debt of other people all the time. This person owes me all this money because they did this to me. And Jesus tells us to forgive them. Stop carrying all that paperwork around as to what they owe you. It's heavy. It takes up a lot of weight. But man, when you carry your own paperwork around, it's just like a wet blanket at all times. Yeah, we need to stop sinning. But yeah, we need to allow ourselves to forgive ourselves when we mess up. Because if we don't, we probably won't stop sinning because sin, a lot of times, the root is found in a way to compensate, in a way to try to heal the wounds that we have. Well, I really hate myself for this, so I'll do this thing over here that will make myself feel better. I'm really depressed tonight, so I'll go eat an entire bag of chips. I'm not saying anything here. <laughs> That is a way of saying, instead of turning to Jesus to deal with this sadness that I'm feeling, I'm going to turn to something that appeases me in another way, in a fleshly way, yes. And we do that all the time. That's just a part often of, of what we give ourselves over to. It's non-Holy Spirit-like solutions. And we will continue to do that the more that we hate ourselves. Because those solutions become more and more um, tempting when we hate ourselves. 
because we can't see past the darkness as to who God is of the light of his love on our lives to be freed. So in our final uh, few minutes here, I'm going to just play a little bit of background music, and I want you to take the next seven-ish minutes and give your heart over to Jesus and say, what do I need to forgive myself for? What is the baggage I've been carrying around? Um, And he may even take you back to last week. Maybe he'll say, well, first, you need to deal with this stuff right here. You have some other people to forgive. And after you've forgiven them, then you can forgive yourself. Maybe he'll do that. I don't know. Maybe you're the kind of person who has no problem forgiving yourself, but a lot of problems forgiving other people. Maybe he'll want you to focus on the other one. But whatever the case is, let's take our remaining moments here until 7 o'clock to just ask the Holy Spirit to come and convict. It's one of his special talents, convicting. Isn't it great? Amen. Yeah, you love it. Uh, And then um, allow him to, to bring about a thing for you to release yourself of. So we'll do that now.
such a crucial part of the kingdom of heaven because it doesn't match the things that happen here on earth. People don't forgive. God, we look at the Ukraine right now and we see uh, plenty of things happening that have probably been birthed out of different forms of unforgiveness because unforgiveness always gives way to new levels of bitterness and rage and hatred. And God, we see that right now new forms of unforgiveness will be formed through these kinds of attacks. God, we here in America, we don't like to forgive. We made the tagline of 9-11, never forget. As though to say, we will never let things go. Even in recent times, the president has talked about never forgiving those who had hurt us in some way, somewhere. I don't even remember exactly, but that's the way that the enemy always calls us to think. Don't forgive, don't let go, always hate. That always spirals into new levels and dimensions of hatred. So we pray for the Ukraine right now. We lift them up 
We ask that you would be with their hearts, their minds, their soul, their strength. As they process what's happening to them, let them give it to you. But also that you would stop what's happening there. That love would somehow make its way through the midst of this darkness to overcome the darkness. God, we do that for others and we do that for ourselves. Recognizing that our, when our hatred grows for others, it takes to, us to new levels of dimensions of, of pain and violence. But also when we hate ourselves, it takes us to new dimensions of pain and violence. So we give all that to you. We ask for forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.